Jake Roberts. Now listen to me closely. Listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Trust me. Wrestling POV Podcast is not suitable for children. Parental guidance is advised. Hey people, it's the third wheel, Rick's Reynolds the third, and coming up on our 250th episode, we have Who's Sean, the Young Bucks, Undertaker, one more match. This week in wrestling, the wrestling news from around the world, WWE versus AEW, and I bring along Elio Canella and TJ Logan on a whole new episode of the Wrestling POV Podcast! <laughs> Two hundred fiftieth episode, two five zero, two fifty. You know what I'm talking about, guys? Two hundred and fifty episodes of the Wrestling POV podcast. Yes, Elio, TJ, Wrestling POV Global fam in the house, guys. Let's go. We're here. Two hundred fifty episodes, guys. Amazing, amazing. Wow. Huge cool. feat, Very guys. Cool. We made it. Yes. And 250 episodes, and you got it right. You finally got the legend on your show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. You invaded us last week, so we just had to have you back. The fans have spoken. You got to have TJ Logan. TJ Logan is the man. It's only because I won that song thing, right? That's the yes. only reason I'm exactly. sitting here. <laughs> exactly. We, you, know, they, you know how um, WWE has make a wish? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm <laughs> dying. Holy crap. No one told me that this is all I got was the show. Oh, man. All I got was a lousy t shirt. Big Disneyland over this at a heartbeat. Oh, Sorry. Man. It's 250th episode. Tom, you should be appreciative. I totally am, guys. <laughs> wow, guys. Yeah. So, how, uh, I mean, I know you guys don't celebrate Thanksgiving up there in mm-hmm. Canada in November, but you guys do celebrate in October. So, I'm going to ask you, how was your October Thanksgiving? In Canada, uh, it, it was pretty sedate uh, in Canada, to be honest. Like uh, they've been, court, you know, kind of quarantining us quite a bit and slowing things down. And it was probably the lowest amount of people I've ever seen out at that time. And uh, I did see one of the funniest things in companies. Okay. I, I, I guess this is kind of mean. I shouldn't say funny, but uh, we have a big chain of stores here called Superstore. Okay, and Super Superstore. Uh, just three days before uh, Thanksgiving, bring in like a whole crap load of whipping cream because they're figuring people are going to make like, you know, pies and junk and all this, right? Only none of it sells. Because, wow. And I mean, they brought in like a whole whack of it. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, I'm going to get in there and get some cheap whipping cream, right? I go there and all they did was move it all back onto the shelf. And it was one day from expiry, but they had it at $6 a liter. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> you, have to, you have to use it 24 hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah use that it is all true. 24 hours. Well, uh, on this side of the border, the American uh, Thanksgiving, I think it was pretty good. Um, spent some time with some family members. Uh, we kept it at 8. I mean, we're mandated to keep it under 10. Believe me, I was on the watch, guys. If we had over 10 people, I was going to snitch on myself. I was not playing these games, these COVID games. I don't play them. Make sure you guys mask up, wash your hands. We're, we're seeing a, a kind of a rise here in the States. So. We, had the, we had the Thanksgiving of four people. Wait, wow. you got, how about this, though? Are you guys, what is your quarantine now? Because right now, where I live, they just announced two days ago, we're not even allowed to have company over. You're not. You're allowed to have zero visitors in your home. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, stateside, we're, we're a little bit more lenient, which we probably shouldn't be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think right now we're just, uh, they just want you to keep it under 10 people. So okay. no gatherings of that. But you know what, guys? You're all here with us right now. You have a large gathering in your ears. Hey, yo, you heard what he said? Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, <laughs> but like I said, 250th episode of the Wrestling POV Podcast. And let's kick it off with who's Sean of the Young Bucks Matt Jackson or Nick Jackson? Now, you guys talked about this a little bit on Wrestling POV Global this week. And why don't you guys reiterate, TJ, who who are you going for and why? You know what? This one I found uh, very similar 
in a way, and I'm not saying their careers are like, but if you just look at the guys, they're kind of like uh, the Hardy Boys. Okay. I mean, you have the better looking quiet one who does all the moves and is spectacular, but zero personality like Jeff Hardy, and that would be uh, Nick. And then you have Matt, the one who has a lot less, Matt and Matt. You got the two Matts who have less in-ring ability, but they speak a lot more. Okay. The only difference here is Matt speaks so over the top, it's like a cartoon. And Nick speaks so under that it's sad. So it's, this was a really tough one. But in this way, I'm going to have to say that Nick is probably going to be the bigger, would be the Sean, because he is at least much more spectacular in his execution and his brother is just kind of over the top ridiculous. All right. And now, Elio, you disagreed with that on your show. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, go, where do I'm, you stand now? Yeah, I'm going to – I'm staying with that Matt Jackson just, uh, because he's got, like, more personality than Nick. Yeah. And, like, yeah, he, stand, that, he, stays, he stands out more between the two. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, looking at these two over their careers, all the way back to Generation Me, um, Matt always stood out for me more because of the – mutton chops that he had and, and the <laughs> facial hair that Nick cannot grow. But like TJ said, Nick Jackson is always the one that are ta- is taking the higher risk and doing the crazier stuff. Um, Matt Jackson. Yeah, he does remind me a lot of Matt Hardy and not in a good way. Matt Hardy for me was never really one of my favorite people, but the difference between Matt Hardy and Matt Jackson, I would have to say is that, Throughout their careers, I think Matt Jackson is better on the mic than Matt Hardy. I think Matt Hardy now is probably better. But throughout his career, I think Matt Jackson was always just a better talker. Um, for me, I disagree with TJ. I think uh, Matt is the better looking of the two. You know, he got the facial hair. He got he got the olive skin. He got the, the brunette hair. I'm not really into blondes. Not my kind of thing. <laughs> but, but if but you're I, into 12-year-olds, yeah, Matt Jackson is definitely yeah. – he looks um, so like a kid. <laughs> yeah, but he got the facial hair, so yeah, it throws sure. it off. Um, but I do have to say this. Uh, yeah, it's, this one was definitely tough. This was pretty, pretty tough. I would have to go with, damn, they're both really good in-ring competitors. Nick, I give the slightest to. Matt has the mic ability. Who will be the Shawn Michaels of that group? You know, a lot of people might even say that at once upon a time, Marty Jannetty was the better of the Rockers mm-hmm. when it came to in-ring ability. But Shawn Michaels, on the other hand, was the better on the mic. Um, so you know what? With that being said, I convinced myself. I'm going with Matt Jackson as the, the Shawn of this group because he can keep up with his brother on the in-ring ability. He's not quite at his brother's level. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to speaking on the mic, I got to give it to him the slight edge. For me, if I had to slice it down, I would go 54, 46% between mm-hmm. the two. It's not that uh, big of a difference. But the fans did vote, and there is a whopping difference here 63% to 37% over Nick Jackson over Ooh. Matt Jackson. Wow. Wow. So See, the fans what? agree with TJ on the in-ring ability, I guess. that's what It has to be that. I was thinking of what you were saying, you and Elio, and interesting, but stupid. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when you think about it, we compare them to the Hardy Boys. You guys may say all you want, but in the end, boring old weird-ass quiet Jeff Hardy is who you'd pick to pay money to see over Matt Hardy any day. And that's kind of what it's going to turn out at the end of this one. That's true. And you know what? Um, that was the worst, interesting, but stupid <laughs> in 250 episodes of the rest of POV podcast. So congratulations, re- TJ. Hey, I had to bring up stupid for you guys. 250. <laughs> <laughs> That's what preposterous. We're... Don't even say churlish. Don't even say it. <laughs> Elio, where does it belong? In the church. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Turned into Elio. Huh. It was Weird. terrible, terrible. We're bringing back all the old slang, guys. All right. Um, next up, we got now this one. You know, after we did uh, WPOV aftermath on Survivor Series with that Undertaker farewell, man, oh man, I told you guys I teared up during that, and it's been a tough week. It's been really tough. I've been watching a lot of Undertaker things. Uh, Undertaker was on our show, Hot Ones, where he eats hot wings and uh, answers tough questions. Um, 
I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. I watched the Broken Skull sessions with uh, him and Stone Cold round two. Um, did they, did they, and, do, they do they, they do two episodes? Yeah, yeah. This was the oh, second wow. episode they aired. You have to go back and check that out. Yeah, for sure. They even talk about the Montreal Screwjob and mm-hmm. how Undertaker handled it. You know, everybody was always saying that Undertaker spoke with Vince before Brett punched him in the face. So you get to hear what uh, Undertaker said oh. to Vince. And uh, Undertaker's side of the whole thing on whose side he was on and stuff like that. So because oh, I only saw I only saw the first one. Yeah. So no. it's it's really Rick, cool. I, gotta, I Go gotta tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. Okay. This is how much I care about your 250th episode. Okay. I really okay. do. I care this much as like I figured. Okay, we'll squeeze in a bit of extra wrestling. I mean, you got your extra three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, two hours of. Uh, NXT. So that's an extra seven hours, right? And I'm yes. figuring, okay, that's on top of uh, we had two hours of AEW, one hour of MLW, one hour of NXT UK. So I'm thinking it's not so bad, right? But then New Japan had five episodes this week. <laughs> Each of them at two, three hours for the World Tag League and the Junior Leagues. There was so much wrestling today. It's a lot of wrestling. I woke up and I had my cat in a full Nelson and she was just like, ah! and I was just like, whoa, whoa, wake up, wake up. It's that's time fi- to do that's show. 15 hours. It was it was ridiculous amount. I am so wrestled out right now, <laughs> but I'm ready to do this because I have a chart here with little breakdowns that say 2.1 for this match. Yeah. Anyways, we'll get to it. Yeah, that's amazing. And thank you, TJ, for cutting me off. Never do that again. I um, love it. I'll do it every time I can. <laughs> with that being said, uh, yeah, like I said, Undertaker, man, it, it was yeah. just astounding to hear him talk and and i did say this also on aftermath i wish they would have saved all the documentaries until after this because it would have gave us that much more to want to watch these things i mean i everybody watched it regardless but you you would have wanted to watch it more because now you're just like wait that's the end i need to hear more from this guy um i didn't realize how much i'm gonna miss him you know i uh and that's why I threw this out there. One more match. Do we want to see The Undertaker in one more match? A lot of people are throwing out The Fiend as a possibility. Could The Undertaker come back? Will we want to see The Undertaker come back? TJ, I'm going to go to you first, and then we'll go to Elio, and then I'm going to answer. Go ahead, TJ. Do I want to see The Undertaker come back? Um, no. No, I think I want to preserve his... Uh... The things he's done, like, let's face it, it's been a bit of a diminishing return over the last couple of years. And that's not his fault. The man has been around a very long time. Anyone physically uh, cannot keep at a giant level all the time. It became a member. There was a time where he started going once a year and we we're like, yeah. And then it was like, ooh, maybe he should have went longer. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't want it diminished. I want him, his, the Undertaker to be that spectacular. As a matter of fact, I kind of wished he retired a bit, maybe right after before. Right after he lost to Brock Lesnar. Okay. And that would have been great. You bookend his career there, have him show up as a commentary, maybe do appearances, but wrestling, it's 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 not that feasible at his age and his body condition. And all I think it does is diminish it. You don't want him to become that the old days of wrestlers. Remember, you see the old fat guy in tights laying around going, That guy's your main event. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. All right. And then that's very solid. Uh Elio. I'm going to say no to one more match because, okay, throughout his career, we've seen the slow, the long, slow entrance that we're used to seeing. But the past few years, they've gotten like, he's, uh, they've gotten longer because he's come out slow because due to the injuries catching up with him. So, and his matches haven't been uh, as good as they've been in the past. So I'm going to say no. Wow. Now, let me just throw this out at you guys. And you, anybody can answer this. If I tell you it's going to be The Fiend versus The Undertaker, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. No? Still? We've been down this road before. They, 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 they already Wyatt. had it at 31, didn't they? They did, but it wasn't yeah. The Fiend. It's not Bray oh, Wyatt. It's, it's the, the same fiend. guy. It was still Come Bray on. Wyatt. It's Bray it's, Wyatt under a mask. It's Bray guys, Wyatt 2.0. It's demonic Bray Wyatt. <laughs> no? Still no? I can't <laughs> no. get you. No? Not on board right. with this one. I'm sorry. I'm going to give you my POV on this. Okay. Okay. Man, I fought with myself with this. I'm like, Rick, just you know how bad it can be. You saw Saudi Arabia. You know how bad. But you saw how he had the match with AJ Styles. Let me throw this at you. If it was a cinematography match with Bray Wyatt, the demonic Bray Wyatt, yes or no? One more I, match, cinematography. I hate cinematography matches. I'm still out. 
No, Elio? I hate Super Sentai Shockers. WWE does it a lot, a lot different than AEW has. Yeah. So, we, we, so um, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm torn between this one. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to see like Undertaker. I want to see him preserve his legacy. But like cinematography, yeah, the last match he had with AJ Styles wasn't that bad. Yeah. So I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more chance, Elio, to change your answer. Undertaker versus the Fiend cinematography match. You got it or no? I'm going to have to say no. Oh, all right. You know what? I tried my best. For me, I agree with you guys, though. I absolutely agree. <laughs> um, Unless, hey, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Undertaker to Scooby-Doo. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Scooby-Doo and Undertaker. That's, I'm cool with that. Well, yeah, I can see that. But I definitely have to say, damn. Like, I, I, If it was a couple of years earlier, then I would say, hell yeah. But damn, man. Like... And this is what happens, you know. This is what happens when our heroes and our wrestling legends they they get older, and we're just like, what if? What if they had this matchup? You know, what if we had Stone Cold versus this guy? What if we had The Rock versus this guy? What if we had Bret Hart versus this guy? What happens is our guys, these legends, our heroes, they get older. Father Time is undefeated, and. We lose out on these fantasy bookings. We never, we're never going to have it. Now, like I said, we've seen Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt before, but we've never seen him fight The Fiend. We've never seen Undertaker versus Sting, and we're never going to get that. You understand what the word never means? It means it's not going to happen, and it's just so frustrating to be on this side of the world and just like, come on, man. We have it here, but we just can't put it together. So it's one of those things where we have, video games and we could put it together but we don't have we, we don't have the physical thing we don't have the actual guys to put into this ring and put this match together so unfortunately yeah i'm gonna have to say no i don't want to see one more match with the undertaker it pains me the legacy of his will live on forever i'm sure he is the greatest character wrestling has ever had and his legacy will live on forever but for me i have to say I have to say no. Um, and I know a lot of our listeners agree with us. Um, but damn, man, it's just like we knew it was coming. We didn't. Uh, for me, it, it was just like I didn't want it to happen, though. Like, just think of it this way. What if what if The Undertaker had just retired a couple years back when he was still the phenom when before the break you know what i mean yeah could you imagine the anticipation you'd always want after that it would be yeah. a no-brainer yeah. you know erase all those crappy the saudi arabia stuff all that back roman stuff. reigns match yeah, yeah it's terrible you know if you could if he'd retired then you would live on with him being a superhero the fact is we're always going to remember the balding wrinkly undertaker at the end yeah especially the, the, especially the backstage show photos i've seen on facebook yeah, you can yeah. tell it's like caught up with him. Yeah, and he could barely stand after things. Uh, yeah. Hospitalized after one of the WrestleManias. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's sad, but uh, you know what? My hats off to him. He gave us everything he had, yes. despite being there maybe five years too long. He gave us absolutely everything he had, and and can't fault him on that. Now, last week, Elio and I were going over our Ministry of the Dark. Uh, darkness uh, song that Undertaker had, which we thought was awesome. We also think that the best Undertaker was the Ministry of Darkness Undertaker. Before we continue, TJ, who was your favorite version of the Undertaker? Wow, that's a tough one. Like, I kind of like the biker one a bit mm -hmm. when it first started. Um, oh man, I but you know the transition from the the biker to the MMA style thing, I kind of like okay. that. Yeah, that, right. was, I, that was my favorite iteration, I think. All right, yeah, that, that is cool. That went from, like, the American badass to the dead man rising again, but this time he's putting some MMA gloves on and he's putting different styles. He put the triangle choke as one of his finishes uh, called Hell's Gate. Um, but, yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah, so we translated the Latin uh, that uh, Undertaker was saying. So Undertaker says, Anel Natra. Right? That means accept the Lord of Darkness as your savior. And then he oh. says, 
Alno Naktra, Tierra Naktra, which means allow the purity of evil to guide you. So, and so fully, it's the accept the Lord of Darkness as your savior, allow the purity of evil to guide you. So it's Man. Some, it's some scary wow. Man, this is. Now, this is a reason why Undertaker didn't like this character. TJ, we said last week that this was not his favorite version of Undertaker was the yeah. Ministry of Darkness because of his religious beliefs. Yeah. But, man, I can see why. <laughs> I was kind of hoping the story was going to hit. I'd read the story this week about this uh, heavy metal band who they sing in English all the time, but they put out one song in German and it was something Satan. And then it was all in German, right? But if you translated it, they were reciting back a uh, recipe for chocolate chip cookies in German. Wow. I thought, wouldn't that have been good if you guys, if you'd said that, you'd be like, I'm the Undertaker, I like porridge, or something like, you know. Yeah. It can't but be no, it's Satan right? and all that crap. What's that? It can't be Ramstein. No, no, That's... no, it wasn't a German band. It was an American band singing one song. In oh, one song in German. Yeah. Wow. I'll, um, I'll look it up for next show. Sorry about that. For sure. Um, but yeah, so, and Elio, you were right. It turns out it was from a spell called Charm of Making from Merlin in the film Excalibur. So <laughs> they ripped off. I yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Awesome film, by the way, if you guys yes. uh, don't mind older looking films, great film. Absolutely. Yes. From 1981. We threw that out there. So any final words on the undertaker? I have to say this. Oh man. I won't miss you, man. Um, you know, honestly, I think my, one of my other favorite moments that I didn't get to mention last week, Undertaker versus CM Punk. CM Punk was my absolute favorite at the time. Um, him versus Undertaker. Paul Bearer had just passed away. They had gotten permission to use the urn. They have gotten permission to have Paul Heyman even dress up as Paul Bearer yep. at the time. That was probably the most heat CM Punk can get. One of my favorite WrestleMania matches that Undertaker was in was with CM Punk. And um, just to throw a little CM Punk thing in there, because why, why not? Uh, CM Punk was pissed because he was promised the main event. And Triple H was like, well, you got the main event. You're fighting Undertaker. He's like, are we going on last? No. Well, then that's not the main event. And that's true. (laughs) It's not the main event of WrestleMania (laughs) when you're not fighting last. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, yeah, Undertaker CM Punk was one of my favorite moments as well. Um, But Undertaker, thank you for your 30 years. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I love what you're doing. Uh, I don't agree with your politics, but <laughs> that's not what we're talking about right now. His, but I, his uh, MMA uh, version was in 2002, right? Yes. That's yeah. the, uh, I remember the, the one uh, match, WrestleMania 18, Ric Flair and the, and the Undertaker. Yes, that uh, was bad. That was good. I was there. The, fan, the building went crazy for that match. Wow, you were there. Nice. I was there at WrestleMania 18. Awesome. All right, TJ, any last words for The Undertaker? You know what? I don't think we're... We keep saying that, that there's never going to be another character like that, right? Yeah. But let's face that. We probably said that 20 years ago when so-and-so retired or so-and-so. So, yes, he's always going to be remembered. But fans, there is going to be someone else we're going to find. I don't know. Everyone goes to The Fiend. But it might not even be anyone like The Undertaker. It might be someone else who rises up and becomes that icon. But you know what? It's a special thing. He was a, a one-in-a-generation wrestler, and it was sad. No matter if it was too long or not, we lost a really good wrestler. We lost a really great attraction. And, uh, yeah, I'm sad for it. All right. Well, right now it is time for the wrestling news from around the world. But before we do that, let's get into some birthdays. Yahoo! Yeah, my <laughs> It's Yahoo! For 250 like episodes, it's been Yahoo! Yahoo! There you go, Elio. All right. Uh, Beth Phoenix turns 40 years old. Wow. Like Amazon, 40 years old. I now, have you noticed up. that Beth Phoenix is not at the commentary table? I was going to ask about that. Do they ever mention that? Is she... Like, because I've been watching NXT really closely. I'm like, hey, wait a second. She's never there. That, that's your voice, her. right? Yeah, it is her voice. Maybe she's uh, doing it. Uh, like, I'm pretty yeah, sure she's doing it remote, yeah, but when did that start? Yeah. That started when quarantine started. She's been at a, a distance for a while. I think oh, she wow. is good in the building, her. but I think mm-hmm. she's just keeping her distance. Oh, um, good her. Eric Rowan turns 39. Is there a yeah. chance that we see Eric Rowan? 
come back. WWE, there was the rumor that Tony Mm -hmm. told us that he's coming to AEW. He's going to be with uh, Luke Harper and Brody Mm -hmm. Lee. I don't know. We haven't seen him yet. We haven't seen anything. We haven't even seen Brody Lee. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say, maybe he is with them. Just because nobody knows where where Brody Lee is. (laughs) Exactly. Well, happy birthday, Eric Rowan. Uh, Maybe he's out recruiting. Maybe. Uh, Summer Ray turns 37 years old. Any chance we see her back? No, no. no. There, Divas I, have shorter. Divas have shorter I'll span t- life than anyone else. I'll tell you this about Summer Ray. There is rumor about her coming back to wrestling. We just don't know where, but that Impact. she's been training to come back. Listen, Impact wouldn't be a bad spot. Impact has a great yeah, women's division. Actually, they got think, a good women's division. Yeah, we'll make it MLW. They don't oh, have. I, I saw Impact this week. Ugh. Oh, man. Well, we won't even get into that. Um, And last but not least, one of our huge super fans all the way from London, England, Matt Novak turns 34 years old. So happy birthday, Matt. Matt Novak. The 38 lads. He's one of the greatest of all time. He's actually our wrestling POV overseas correspondent. Mm. Um, so uh, thank you for doing what you do and uh, stop having kids, man. You know, it's just like, I know we're in quarantine, but enough is enough and it's time for a change. Uh, you don't that- get it, Rick. You don't get it. Having a kid is great. Good on you, Matt, because man, those look, they may be annoying as hell, but they sure bring some joy to your life. That's true. All 10 of them. All right. With that being said, it is now time for the wrestling news from around the world. Um. Here we go. The first thing, Icon Series is a new WWE document, uh, documentary, documentary. Why am I saying that word? (laughs) I don't know. That that was like a Tony Diaz moment. Documentary, documentary, documentary. Yes, Yes, a doc. WWE Icon Series, WWE documentary. Um, they're gonna have different documentaries for Beth Phoenix, Lex Luger, Rob Van Dam. The British Bulldog and Yokozuna. Mm. Now, who out of those names do you think stands out to you the most? Elio, who stands out to you the okay. most? The, the, the last two is fine, but Lex Luger. Yeah, uh, Lex Luger. <laughs> who cares? Well, well, see, this is where I disagree with that. I think Lex Luger has something he he did have something about him that wwe no wwe went all in on this guy for a reason because they liked his look and they there's a story there was that that the narcissist or was that when he did the whole lex express it was the narcissist narcissist started it yeah that's that's what started with bobby heenan with the milk and the but they went all in with the express i was fine i was fine with that one but then when he started when he started doing the whole lex express thing that was all in and that was yokozuna's the slam and stuff like that yeah but i do have to say there is a listen if there's something that wwe does good it's it's documentaries they do Mm -hmm. a great job on that and i think a rise and fall a great fall for lex luger would be great um, Beth Phoenix, not too keen on. I don't see oh, why. Oh, no, I'm interested in Beth Phoenix. I'm, okay. I'm actually interested. She's a pioneer for women's wrestling. She is, but I... Maybe her I story. Know. I don't know what her story... Yeah, yeah you got to do that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to be honest, Rick. Are you yes. all up on this Lex Luger thing because he tricked you on the bus once? You can, no. You can, I'm here, buddy. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to be with there no. for you. No, no, no. I, I, I was actually a big fan of Lex Luger, um, especially with the whole... Uh, 95 Royal Rumble with Bret Hart, and they both go over the top. And that was 94. 94. Yeah. So Elio always corrected me. Elio, don't correct <laughs> me on air, Elio. But uh, yeah, I'm not interested in Rob Van Dam. British Bulldog, I'm interested in. Yokozuna, mm-hmm. I am 1000% interested in. And I mm-hmm. want to hear what people have to say. And I want people to watch what these guys have to say about him because Yokozuna, everybody loved him. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, including the Undertaker, and I hope he's part of that because he needs to be part of that. So I'm looking forward to the series. Like I said, WWE and their docs, they do great jobs at them. Yeah. I think this will be good. It's gonna be uh coming out in 2021. Um, next up, a couple of guys that were furloughed as WWE producers mm-hmm. are now back. Shane Helms from WWE right. producer to AEW. Back to WWE. He made it back. How? That is bizarre. Damn, back. 
there's a producer coming through. That is crazy. <laughs> I, I listen, man. WWE has vendettas, and the fact that they just took him back just like that. I don't know. Maybe Vince is losing it. Um, <laughs> also, uh, Fit Finley is back as a WWE oh, wow. uh, producer. Okay. So things might be getting better for them. I mean, I always respected Fit. Um, Shane Helms, I'm not Fit, too sure on. Fit Finley, like he uh, mostly does lots of stuff backstage at the women's. Yeah. Team, and they yeah. could sure use it right now too. Absolutely. Um, and last but not least, um, some kind of sad news, but also mm-hmm. some kind of good news at the end of it all. Gilberg, at the age of 59, has suffered a heart attack. Oh. Um, he's out of ICU. He's fine now. But still, a heart attack at that age, um, at any age, oh. is bad. But but at 59, you don't want to hear that. You don't want to see that. Um, but we're being told that he is now out of the ICU and he's doing well and uh, that he will be back to his goofy self again. Um, those of you that don't know Gilbert, Gilbert was the guy who was uh, came from WWE that was mocking Bill Goldberg. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. was – the longest reigning light heavyweight champion they've ever had. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Tells congrats. you the prestige of that belt. <laughs> well, Christian had it. It did well for Christian. It did well for Taka Michinoku. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, Taka. Don't disrespect Taka. I love choppy, Taka. Choppy, choppy, pee-pee. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yes, uh, Gilbert. We all here at the Wrestling POV family wish mm. you a uh, healthy recovery, speedy recovery, and hope for the best for you. All right, um, let's get into some rumors. Uh, rumor has it that the WWE has absolutely no plans for Lars Sullivan. <laughs> After bringing sense. him back, they bring him back. He destroys a couple of guys. They have the draft. He goes to SmackDown. He does these cringy promos <laughs> where he's like, I'm not a freak. Freak. I'm not a freak. They All they did was call me freak, freak, freak. And it was all this was. <sighs> we did but that, now they have- We did that episode of Quarantine on Heat. This guy, whenever he's on my screen, I just switch channels. <laughs> Yeah, no longer it's X-Pac Heat, it's Lars Sullivan Heat. Oh, <laughs> Lars Sullivan Heat, man. You don't know where you're going with this guy. But, yeah, WWE doesn't know what they're doing with him either. So, uh, sad news for him. Well, do you uh, remember why they brought him back? I have no clue. You remember, like, he had all that controversy because of, like, what was it, like, Nazi the gay stuff? Porn. And, and gay yeah, porn yeah. and all yep. this junk, right? So they get rid of – they drop him. The only reason that they gave him another shot is he started releasing some videos – uh, like weightlifting workout videos in the middle of a press conference, some idiot out of nowhere goes, Hey, triple H. Uh, so have you seen Lars Sullivan's things? And they brought him up on this national forum and he was like, well, no, I didn't even know he was doing stuff. So WWE jumps on it because the name is out there now, all of a sudden give him a chance, but obviously they're like, nah, nah, yeah. this wasn't worth the chance. Yeah. No, nah, I didn't even know that, but yeah, I, I don't think, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think WWE is behind this guy. They're absolutely done with him. Um, My last rumor we have is apparently Braun Strowman, who's suspended, and spoiler alert for Monday Night Raw, um, who's suspended, will be fighting Drew McIntyre at TLC for the title. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't know how they're going to spin this when you have a triple threat match for the number one contenders. How Braun is going to sneak his way in there, but this is WWE we're talking about. It's not rocket science. They will find a way. Yeah. But that is the rumor out there. Um, I am not for this. I do not want to see Braun go anywhere near a title again. I, I already, I already have figured out what they're going to do. Do it, Elliot. They're having a triple us. threat match. Something's going to happen. Braun's going to say, "I want, I want my opportunity at the championship." Then Pierce is going to come out. It's going to be a fatal four way. Wow. Ugh. After he headbutted him and everything, maybe out of fear. Okay. I can see that out of fear. Wait, he doesn't want to get uh, taken out by Strowman again, right? There you go. See, Elio just spoiled it. Elio was my source, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, on to injuries. There are no injuries to report unless you want to talk about Adam Pierce's head contusion <laughs> that he received from Braun Strowman. No? Okay. No. All right, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go to prowrestlingtees.com slash wrestlingpov. Um, get a shirt today, 19 
Um, they have Black Friday sales. It's 20% off, so you can get that today, right now. Buy all four shirts, get 20% off and for $19.99 each, and you help us and create more, more shows, more episodes, more everything, more content for you guys. You That's know, four, we have, four of them, yeah. right? Four shirts? Four yeah. shirts. We got Elio the tried to tell us it was five. On the last show, no, I meant it was four. Th- I was saying, I was gonna say it was four, three for WPOB, one for global. Yeah, you said four for WPOB. It's on our last show, Elio. Yeah, no, I know. It out. <laughs> all right, guys, you know what it was? It was that Elio was doing Elio math, yeah, and that's what happened. And the so, thing is, these shirts are remarkable, fans get them. I love them, exactly. they look great. Yes, we have the legend and the, the gentleman wrestling POV global t shirt. We have uh, Miguel Cole's t shirt. We have uh, wrestling POV global. And we have our sayings 250 episodes worth of sayings. It's preposterous. It's churlish and it belongs in the toilet. It's interesting, but stupid. It's ridiculous. All that and more on one t shirt for $19.99. Go to prowrestlingtees.com slash wrestling POV. Also, yep. guys, don't forget WOHW.com. Purchase a shirt from the biggest hater we know, Kenny Casanova. Not a shirt, a book from Kenny Casanova. He has a ton of books out. One for Tito Santana, one for Sabu, one for Dangerous Danny Davis, one for Vader, one for Kamala. All that and more if you go to WOHW.com today. Also, ladies and gentlemen, go to ColinElbowBrand.com. Put in promo code WPOV and save yourself 10% on all shirts from CollarNevelBrand.com. Now, TJ, you want to tell them about all the different shows we have on our network here? You bet. We've got a wide range of shows right now, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening now to WPOV Wrestling every Saturday. Uh, Tony Diaz, Rick Serrano III, and Miguel Cole, who's suspiciously on vacation too. Um they give you the best of the rundown of the WWE and all the stuff going on, including an interesting AEW versus WWE NXT. So that's great. Every Friday, we have WPOV Global, which features me, uh, the gentleman, Elio Canella, and the lone wolf, Andy Anderson, where we go over all the stuff in AEW. Very, very deep dive into that, plus a bunch of look at other uh, minor wrestling shows around the thing. Then we have on Tuesdays, WPOV Quarantine, which is a Zoom show hosted by me, Elio, and Andy, where we bring on various wrestlers. You get to see them. You get to hear all kinds of different talk about different kinds of things. We also have WPOV Aftermath, our newest show, which occurs after every big event. We try and get together some iteration of all of us on WPOV, whatever combination, get together right afterwards, talk about what we see, break down the thing, tell you if it's worth watching or not. And I got to tell you, we got some other things down the line coming that are going to be really interesting. So fans look forward to all of those things. Excellent. And you know what? TJ is being modest. He's forgetting that we had Bushwhacker Luke, WWE Hall of Famer, on a current episode of WPOV Quarantine. Also, we had Savio Vega. And you know what, guys? We have a huge, huge name coming up for this next episode. So cross your fingers, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and you will be looking out for that next episode because, guys, I'm just saying this. He's full of heart. I'm going to leave it there. So leave it there. You'll see that. That's it. That's 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 your hint. He's full of heart. <laughs> All right, guys. With that being said, let's get into this week in wrestling. Let's get raw. All right. So this week on Raw, um, my lowest point for Raw had to be the opening. Um, yeah. Adam Pierce talking with Team Raw. That was just so cringeworthy. I just just couldn't stand it. I, going back and forth. Give me a reason why you should be the one contender. No, you give me. No, come on, man. Don't spend my. Don't waste my time. I gave that a one. That was my lowest part of a okay. not so bad episode of Raw. What did, what was your low point, Elio? That that was uh, that was my low point. Uh, I gave a point five. I, I I can't leave Matt Riddle still on with these uh, nicknames. Yes, yes, that was <laughs> annoying. Uh, TJ, what was your lowest point of Raw? Oh man, I'm gonna say the lowest, the lowest. Uh, I hated that Riddle promo, the the, the one on his own with uh, with the hurt business. Oh, with uh, MVP. Yeah, first did of all, not, not your, like. I'm that. not. First of all, I'm not your bro. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was funny. That was funny. Oh. But um, <laughs> definitely though, for in ring uh, low low points, uh, 1.5 for Bliss versus Cross. Not oh, liking that match. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I can see pretty, that. Pretty poor. Yeah, um, even with the the finish, the she didn't get the sister Abigail done right. So I can see that uh, as a low point. Um, for me, my highest point had to be the ending. Uh, AJ Styles defeating Randy Orton. I gave that a three point five. Um, I love the Fiend's work what? in that match. I thought it was a really good match. It was a WrestleMania worthy match. Anytime AJ Styles goes into a, a match with anybody, it's going to be a great match. And I thought this was a good one. I love the storytelling it did with the Fiend. Orton finally seeming to be scared of something. Orton has shown and or at least has been acting like he's not afraid of the Fiend. But for the first time, we actually see some kind of fear in his eyes. So that's why I went with that as my highest point. Elio, what was your high point? Oh, yeah, I had that one as my high point. Uh, or, the ending, Orton and AJ Styles. I just like the way the Fiend just like popped up behind Orton. Yeah. So Orton just like turns around. He's like, he has a scared look on his face. Yeah, I mean, it works yeah. because we've never seen this side of Randy Orton. Uh, TJ, what was your highest point? Well, it sure wasn't Orton versus AJ. Uh, <laughs> uh, all that crap at the end just diluted it for me. I'm sorry. I. My highest point, Riddle versus Sheamus. I gave that okay. a four. Thought it, you know, and I'm not wow. a Riddle fan whatsoever, but this was a very solid match. Um, That's actually weirdly, another one of my high yeah. points. Riddle and, and Sheamus. Uh, I know I don't watch Raw enough, but and maybe I'm. This is going to sound weird, but I gave a three to the Firefly Funhouse. I thought it was pretty funny this week. Oh yeah, it was hilarious. I gave it. I gave it a two point five. Not not one of his best, but it was definitely. Uh, an average. That's what you typically get on average when you have a Firefly Funhouse. So it was it was pretty good. I enjoyed it as well. Um, mm -hmm. um, some honorable mentions. I'm looking at it. There wasn't really anything that really stuck out. Uh, Lana and Oscar backstage was terrible. <laughs> um, Lana backstage period was terrible. Bobby Lashley versus Keith Lee. I cannot believe they had Keith Lee go over on Bobby Lashley. I get it. Keith mm. Lee is this anomaly. He's supposed to be this this out of this world kind of guy, but Keith Lee beating your United States champion, I yeah, can't get behind that. He still doesn't get a pin. I mean, he still has yet to pin anybody or submit anybody. It's yeah. always DQ finishes for him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, anybody have any other honorable mentions for Monday Night Raw this week? Um, no, everything I have was like. Two or two point five. So. Yeah, yeah. So for me, overall, I gave Monday Night Raw this week a two point two. So close to average, but uh, a little mm -hmm. bit, a little bit better than what it's usually been. Uh, Elio, what about you? Yeah, I I went to one point six. Wow, one point six. Elio, uh, Elio, I'm looking at your name, Elio's boy toy. TJ, what is your overall ranking? Uh, I gave it a two point one. Okay, all right, so we're, we're almost there at the same thing. Yeah. It is now time for the NXT POV, Mamma Mia! All right, uh, we're going to go with Elio first. Elio, what was your lowest point of NXT this week? The opening tag team, the opening match, Candice LeRae Amber Moon. Ooh, yeah. I don't get yeah. it. I di There's something off about Ember Moon, I feel, right? Really? I, I, I don't know. This, yeah. this, this version of Ember Moon... Uh, Guys, I could not that... stand Amber Moon until this match. For once, I appreciated her skill and her drive. I could never stand her. This match yeah. actually made me appreciate her. So wow. I'm like, wow, and okay. And that's and that's the beauty of 250 episodes of the show is that we can disagree. Uh, mm -hmm. Most of the times when you disagree with us, you're wrong. Um, but uh, yeah. You're the legend. You're right. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw, yeah, you know. I don't know what to say about that. Like, like I hate her this, hairdo and I hate her look, but man, yeah. she's really got something finally there. And you know what? I think, I don't know. I don't know. I don't see it. Like no. maybe it's more for my hate for, uh, and disdain for Candice LeRae that I, I judged. I gave this match a one. It wasn't my lowest <laughs> point, but yeah, I just, I didn't see it. it I gave it a three. Oh, okay. What was your I, lowest point of, uh, NXT TJ? Oh, definitely the uh, interview segment with uh, Pat McAvee's gang. Oh, okay. Frick, they're terrible. Don't give any of those three idiots the no, mic ever. Holy never, smokes. no. Pete Dunn is a wrestler, and that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, lot, lots of uh, and it just seems when I'm looking at the, the lower scores here, they're all either to do with promos or backstage stuff. Yeah, they yeah, were all pretty I, poor. 
I agree with that. But my lowest point, Kevin Owens show with Leon Ruff. 0.5. Leon Ruff should not be talking. I get it. This is your, your big moment. You want to give him the mic. But you know what? This wasn't it. You gave him too long of a segment here. Then to have Johnny Gargano oh. come out and talk. And then Kevin Owens going three, two, one, yeah. and always being wrong. No, no. See, see, no, see. This is what happens. Every time you mention someone's name, their music plays and they come out. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, come on, Regal man. at the end going, playa. Come on, yes, that was, that was good funny. stuff. That was funny. That was funny. Or the chair, uh, bringing out the chair, Gargano. I don't need yes. a chair. Oh, this one's not for you. Yeah. And there's the subtle part when everyone didn't want the chair. He's putting, why do I keep bringing these chairs in? Like, <laughs> <laughs> come on, it was funny. Yo, but the thing that pisses me off about the chairs is that yeah. I can use a fucking chair in my house. And you're throwing these. Those are not cheap chairs. No. You're throwing them over the ropes into the breaking the wheels off of them. And it's just like, guys, man, that's a, at least a $300, $500 chair. Like, that's not a cheap chair. Yeah. So I'm a little upset about that. I, mean, I don't blame you. Yeah. Uh, Elio, what was your high point of NXT this week? I like the Timothy, Timothy Thatcher Kushida match. Yes. What was it? What was the rating you gave on that one? I gave that one a three. Nice. What was it about it that stood out to you? That just made everything. You I'm just a Timothy Thatcher fan. I just like. Oh, Timothy so you know what I think it is, Elio. I think you're a Rick Serrano the Third fan, and therefore, <laughs> whatever I like, you like. I get it. I get it. Uh, TJ, what was your high point? Uh, the undisputed era promo. I was in the beginning was very good. I gave that a four. Uh, for the highest match, though, I would have to say I gave a three point five to O'Reilly versus uh, Dunn. Yes, that was also another good match. Uh, but for me, my highest point was Kushida defeating Timothy Thatcher. Like I always say, I am a mm-hmm. Timothy Thatcher fanboy. And yeah. I am a, also a huge Kushida fanboy. Yep. And you brought them both together and the strong style and the, the it was just, it worked. Everything, the storytelling of this match worked. And it was, the thing is about this match is that that's it. You know, like Thatcher is moving on to Ciampa next. So it's like this is a one-off match, but they were telling a story. They were breaking down uh, holds and different uh, submission attempts, and it was just a beautifully written match. Um, so that was my highest. I gave it a three. Elliot, what was your overall of NXT this week? Okay, so my overall this week was 2.6. Wow, 2.6. Uh, TJ, overall. You know what? Maybe I'm not as mean as you guys, but I gave it a 3.1. Wow, that is a way above average show. Excellent job, TJ. Okay. For me, whoo, oh, Mr. Rick Sarano the third was not too pleased with this episode of NXT. I gave it a 1.5. Oh Ooh. my god. I'll tell you why. Rhea Ripley's promo was bad to me. Uh Lorraine defeating Ember Moon was bad for me. Uh Undisputed Errors promo. I know TJ gave it a four. I gave it a one. I was just really? not feeling it. Everything okay. about it. Um, the one thing I will tell you that I'm very excited for is Zia Lee and Boa. What are they doing? I'm what, curious about that. Who is this woman? It's time. What is it time for? What are you like? Come on. You can't. No. What? 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 How long are we gonna have to wait? Two hundred and fifty episodes. How long are we gonna have to wait before you Come tell on. us who this woman is? I don't um, know, but I'm intrigued. Can I just say, uh, what did you guys think of? And I can't never remember their name because they all have very big Spanish names. But I really enjoyed that little promo with uh, the Yeah, I thought that you know it was very different, had a very different feel than everything else. But yes. I actually enjoyed it. I thought it presented them. They look like real, they look like kind of badasses. For sure. I think they needed that. And I, yeah. I like that one a lot. Um, but there was like stuff like the grizzled vets thing was stupid. Oh, yeah. I, I hate it when the team comes out and like, or not a team, but anyone comes out, they get jumped and nobody mentions anything. Oh, who are they even supposed to fight? They never yeah. even mentioned that once. They were just thrown out there to get their asses kicked. Yeah. But I wanted to point out one really funny thing, and I want to ask you about this, Rick, because I of just course. started watching NXT super closely in the last couple of months. Uh, Everrise, are they are they really terrible? Yes, because like Beth, Beth Phoenix was on the mic going, "Oh, this is an improvement at least," no, <laughs> as no, they're no, getting no, beat no, down no, like no, dogs. No, they're bad. They're bad. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. I was just curious about that. Uh, other than that, though, uh, yeah, that's. I, I want to say this. 
maybe because I'm not sick of them or not, but I like Candice LeRae a lot. I really enjoyed the opening match, but I thought the ending with Tony Storm changing was stupid. Yes. It just made no sense, that part. Yeah, I don't I don't agree with that at all. Um, and I just don't agree with Ember Moon losing again. Like, yeah. despite whatever it is, it's just like she just got back. Like, you fucking, you ruined her career with this 24-7 title nonsense, tore her Achilles, everybody thought her career was done, and you got her coming back, and you got her losing. Come yeah. on. That's All right. Yeah, let's move on to some AEW. Dynamite. All right. Um, for me, um, the lowest point of AEW this week, which was a solid show, I would say. Um, my lowest point, though, was Powerhouse Hobbs. Defeating Lee Johnson. No. And of course, you have Taz part of this whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Choking yeah. out Cody with the Taz mission. Hell to the no. I do not <laughs> want to see Taz. Taz. Now, I know, I don't know. Listen, I don't know when Canadians are joking or not, but Andy Anderson said on your show. Yeah. That well, he did catch him from behind and he did try to cut off the promo. Um, no, Tash should not be getting Cody, right? Cody's this prestigious guy, right? He's yeah. the top guy, he's the top dog, he builds himself as the top dog, but you build yourself to get choked out by a five foot tall pile of crap. And whatever happened to Shaq? So we, we, we're just going, yeah. you got choked out by Tash, who's five foot. What, what are you gonna do with Shaq? <laughs> Seven footer, come on, man. So I gave that that was a, a one for me, and then I agree with you guys. Powerhouse Hobbs, terrible name. Also, the facial expressions, I'm not with it. He is ugly, he is an ugly dude, and the facial expressions he does is ugly. He just does not do it for me. Uh, Elio, what was your low points of AEW? Uh, my low point that Darby Allen video. Oof, yep. yes, that was that was kind of that was crapalicious. Yeah, uh, TJ, you know what? I'm looking at my thing, and I've been trying to be not so critical, as you noticed. I've been yes. trying my best, uh, but I have like three or four point fives here. Wow, okay. Darby Allen, Taz. Oh my god, that crap was terrible. Vicky's promo, you guys yes. can't forget that oh. crap, and oh. and then the worst thing ever, the probably the most pathetic backstage fight. Uh-oh. I've ever seen her and the best friends was the shittiest, fakest looking backstage <laughs> fight you've ever seen. And you know, it's a good, you, you knew you knew you were in for a great treat when Orange Cassidy turned off the monitor and he Myra went, my wife bought me that. That was hilarious. Wow. But also when he, yeah, garbage, he went, also, when he, also when he yelled, get out of my way. <laughs> yeah, get out of my way was kind of funny but the rest that was they were so poorly done this would like us if the wpov did a backstage fight vignette it would probably look better than That's that true. I, I i could definitely make it look better you know sure. and and it sums it all up with kip saban smashed on the side of the toilet yes that's got to show you how crappy this was so yeah garbage garbage um for me the highest point of what was Butcher and Blade defeating Pac and mm. Phoenix. I gave that a 3.5. I thought it was a solid match. Uh, I thought it was a good of Eddie Case to be involved. I do have to mention, we I think you guys were right about this whole Eddie Kingston thing being there for Moxley. Mm-hmm. Like when they did that little promo backstage, he's like, you know I didn't do that. You know if I was to do it, I'd do it in your face, blah, blah, blah. Like I love that upfrontness about him, and I think that's where Eddie Kingston's headed. Eddie Kingston's going to be there for Moxley when Moxley needs him, or if they attack Moxley, Moxley will be there for him. Um, I like this back and forth. Yeah, we had our shit. We fucking fought. We beat each other's down. But at the end of the day, we're best friends, and we're going to be there for each other. So I definitely appreciated that. Um, But the only thing that perplexed me was, why is Lance Archer out there? I get Ah. it. I know why he did it because of the, the... the little battle royal, and he replaced Eddie Kingston, replaced them. Mm-hmm. But to, to come out during this, no, that story was done. Like, we have the whole triangle shirt factory thing going on, and we got <laughs> Eddie Kingston and the Butcher and the Blade. Why are we having the Murder Hawk coming out? Because it was get him back. This is the only way to get him back into the main event look or to any kind of event. I mean, he's been 
withering on the vine. No, At least true. it had a story that makes sense, and he goes after a big guy in the main event. So yeah. hopefully that gives a lasting impression. And let's face it, maybe maybe the murder hawk goes more of a good guy because he ain't going nowhere right now. Him and Jake are floundering bad. That's true. Uh, Elia, what was your high point of AEW this week? Like uh, the contract sending and that Kenny Omega interview. Back yes, soon. yes, that was really yes. good. Both really very enjoyed good. that. Uh, TJ, what was your high point? Well, it seemed like I was really down on a lot of promos here, but I got to give props to like the two that Elio just said. Plus, and this will tell you, I don't really like FTR, but they gave a hell of a great promo this week, including yes. Tully. Uh, in ring, though, um, there was some good stuff. Pack, uh, Pack and Phoenix against Butcher and Blade, I gave a four. SCU versus Jericho and Hager, a four. And uh, what was the other one? I had another four there. No. And I thought the opening was very solid at a 3.5. Nice. Um, you know, I do have oh, to mention. Anna, sorry. Sheeta and Anna J. Also very solid. I gave a four. Wow. 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 I did not like that match at all. I, well, I, but it's because you got to remember that Anna J is just up and coming. It was all yeah. character exposition. And, okay, WWE, they are the best at making all those little uh, – promo like what do you call them the little films they do when leading yeah. up to a match showing you everything that happened they're the king of that we don't even talk about them we're so used to them right yeah. AEW does a piss poor job of doing that but this week's the Anna J uh, Sheeta one gave Sheeta personality for the first time ever yeah I think people are like whoa she's a person she can talk wow so yeah. I gave that some high marks got you well my favorite part of the match was the ending with Abaddon coming out mm -hmm. finally Abaddon has returned Mm -hmm. Uh, title picture though, kind of mm. soon. I you don't know. think she had one match? Yeah. <laughs> Overall, though, I gave AEW this week a 2.2. Elio, what do you got? I got a 2.06. Okay, it's uh, a good, TJ, good show. really solid show. 3.06. All right, so now it's time for AEW versus NXT. Uh, we're currently NXT is ahead four to AEW's three. Um, here we go, guys. This is the big thing right here. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed AEW. I did not enjoy NXT. Mm -hmm. Now, if AEW wins this week, they'll be tied going into Winter is Coming, and AEW can take the lead for the first time ever. Maybe, unless they drop the ball royally. But we'll see what happens today. Let's get on the 250th episode. Are we going to have a tie between NXT and AEW for the first time? Well, I'll tell you this much. I went with AEW this week. Elio, who'd you go with? Well, I enjoyed uh, some, some of NXT. I enjoyed AEW a lot more this week. Wow. So you're going with AEW? Yeah, a solid show. All right. TJ? Well, you know what? I'm looking at my scores. If I went through my scores, there was a slight edge for NXT, but overall I enjoyed AEW the show better. So I'm going to go right. with AEW. So AEW! has reached the promised land. That's it crazy. tied for first place for the first time in over a year. It is now four to four. Wow. All right. Let's go into SmackDown this week. The SmackDown breakdown. Um, Elio, what was your lowest point of SmackDown this week? Okay, lowest point for SmackDown was... Let me just pull up the notes here. I got... The um, Bianca Belair and Natalia. Really? What was your score for that one? I, I gave a 1.5. A 1.5. Wow. Okay, okay. Huh. Yeah, you know, I was similar with that. I went with a 2.5 as well. I really enjoyed it. I thought, I I thought for the first time in a long time, uh, for the first time in a long time, Elio, it was a 1.5. Stick to your guns, man. No, Stick to your guns. I have another one too. Oh, okay. okay. What was it? Oh, okay. The street, what was street, it? street Profits. Nice. Woo! Yeah, Street Profits versus uh, versus Rude and Ziggler. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I do have, I do have to say this about uh, Natalia and Bianca Belair. Natalia has been giving out shitty matches for a long time now. Yeah. And I think it's just because she's been having shitty opponents yeah. for a long time now. Yeah. And now when she has a worthy opponent, she was actually looking good. She, she was doing up. flips and rolls ups, and I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay, that was pretty good. 
Um, TJ, what was your low point for SmackDown this week? Oh, this Mysterio family garbage. Oh, uh, oh the interview, yeah. terrible. The match with what the fuck was okay? Sorry, I'm losing my steam here, but what the what was the point of the Mysterio family jumping up constantly? That is not what good guys do. No, mm-hmm. are they going heel now? Is that the deal? Because it was garbage. I and did for, not and like it. I, I hate, I can't stand Baron Corbin, but for once I have to agree with him. It's like, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. everywhere everywhere you turn, uh, you have the mis- member of the Mysterio family. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you guys. I, that was also my lowest point. I gave it a point five. It was just atrocious. It mm-hmm. made no sense. It, it it was ass a nine, ass a ten, ass an eleven. Now we're it getting just a didn't... match next week. Yes, but this time Baron Corbin says he's gonna have backup, and he needs it because this was ridiculous. It was churlish, and it belongs in the turlet for sure. Okay. Um. TJ, uh, Elio, what was your highest point of SmackDown? Highest point, I gave it to the opening segment to uh, Roman Reigns. Okay. Talking about he wasn't a bitch looking for Thanksgiving <laughs> leftovers. And that includes the Otis big. Would that include yes. the Otis beatdown with it? Because that was tremendous. Yes, that's what they needed was the Otis beatdown. Yes. Uh, TJ, your highest point of SmackDown this week? Uh, it was the opening and the Us- uh, Uso versus Owens. Yes. Yes, I agree with you. I gave that a three. Uh, Kevin Owens defeating Jay Uso by disqualification. I will tell you this. I am highly entertained by Sami Zayn winning by countout multiple times. <laughs> I really think that's something. Yeah. You know, King Kong Bundy had the five count, right? Yeah. He said he didn't want to win his matches by three count. He wanted to win by pin by five count. This whole mm-hmm. 10 count thing, it can go somewhere. Different ways to win. He beat Apollo in a unique way. He beat Daniel Bryan because of Jey Uso, obviously. But I really, really think Sami Zayn got something with this. Unfortunately, they're already pairing Big E with him. So it looks like Big E might be getting that title off of him sooner rather than later. But I wouldn't mind Sami Zayn winning another couple of countouts before TLC. What did you think of the Big E thing with uh, that? I, was, I, that was funny. I thought it was funny because usually I don't like Big E. He's usually uh-huh. so over the top. But this one, his f- smarminess mixed great with his yep. bullying of Z- Sammy worked really well. Yes, for sure. I, I agree with you guys. Uh, Elio, what was your overall rating of SmackDown this week? Well, like, I gave SmackDown uh, 1.6. 1.6. All right. Uh, TJ, what was, your high, what was your overall rating of SmackDown? My overall rating was a 2.54. All right, and my overall for SmackDown was a two. All right, so we're all around. I got a yes. question. Yes. Did, when they cut to Carmella, didn't she look like if um, Charlotte Flair looked more feminine? Yes. <laughs> yes. I, at first, I was like, oh, Charlotte Flair got a face. Oh, no, that isn't Charlotte Flair. But <laughs> sorry, it was no, just, it was you. so jarring that what had happened, I was like, is that Charlotte? Oh, no, okay. No. All right, it is now time for Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Currently, NXT is ahead 16 to Raw's 11 to SmackDown's 5. All right, uh, we're going to go with Elio, TJ, and then myself on which show that they're going to go with. So, Elio, which show? Did we? Yeah. Oh, geez, we did, man. We did draw. We did draw. Wow. Okay, too much, sorry, too much watching of wrestling for yeah, TJ. Yeah, my brain. Sorry, guys. I got NXT, All right. I got NXT Raw and SmackDown. All right, NXT Raw and SmackDown. Uh, TJ, what do you got? Um, you know what? As much as I loved, and I said AEW this week, because over those ones, Ben, SmackDown was like, for me, by far solid from bookend to end, the most solid show I enjoyed the most. Uh, NXT next, and then Raw was horrible. All Man, right. that was some crap. So you went with SmackDown, NXT, SmackDown, and NXT Raw. Raw. All right. You know, for me, if I look at my scores, I go Raw 2.2. I got SmackDown at a 2. I got NXT at a 1.5. I am not going to pick NXT to win this week. I'm sorry. I just did not enjoy this show. I did, however, enjoy SmackDown over Raw, even though I gave Raw a higher score. Um, I'm going to go with SmackDown this week. And plus, SmackDown needs it, guys. You know, SmackDown only has five. We need to make it a SmackDown breakdown and come on back down. You know what I'm talking about? So we're going to give SmackDown the win this week. SmackDown now has six to NXT 16 and oh. Raw's 11. Ooh. Don't call it a comeback. All right, it is now time for WWE versus AEW this week. Guys, I got an interesting matchup for you guys. All right, you ready for this one? Okay. We got Otis versus Luchasaurus. Oh, Jesus. What? (laughs) 
Scraping the bottom of the barrel, were we from Yes. <laughs> oh. I really, really wanted you guys to really have to dig deep and try you to really figure are. this one out. Wow. Yeah. This is not gonna be easy. I'll go first. And um for me, it it looks like this. All right. You got Otis, who is a character in itself. You got Luchasaurus, who's a character in itself. So I feel like on the character scale, uh, as annoying as Otis is, Luchasaurus is a little more annoying than he is. So I'm going to give the character stretch to Otis, right? When it comes to in-ring ability, two anomalies. And that's the second time I use that word in this show. Two anomalies here. You got Otis, who moves around. Like he shouldn't move, move, be moving around, doing the caterpillar, doing all these running jumps and everything, and these splashes. He's too big to be doing that. He's like a big little meatball. And then you got a big little one, right? Uh, and then <laughs> you got Luchasaurus, who is doing cruiserweight lucha style moves for a man his height. You got to give the edge in in ring ability to Luchasaurus. But when it comes down to head to head, who do I think is better? Guys, I'm going with Luchasaurus. Okay. okay. Elio, who you got? I'm going to have to go with uh, Luchasaurus just based on the wrestling. Like, Otis has that. Otis has his, like, character and his moveset. And he's got that caterpillar with whatever finisher. But Luchasaurus has all these flips and the moonsault and the Lucha style. So I'm going to have to give it to Luchasaurus. All right. Wow. TJ, who you got? Well, you know what, folks? The best way I'm going to put this is jump into the Wayback Machine to 1985 AWA Wrestling. And basically, or not, I guess more like 1986, but let, let's basically say what we have here is we have Jake the Milkman Millman versus the beginning of his career, Scott Hall. Okay? That's what these two guys represent to me. Okay? Who's the better one? Who's going to win? Tune into Global this week and find out my answer and Andy Anderson's also. Yes. Wow. All okay. right. Nice little slide. Like a fox over there. All <laughs> right. So make sure you guys tune in. Uh, you guys make sure you cast your vote. Otis on Luchasaurus. Wowzers. All right. We got no book this week. Um, let's go into our closing, guys. It's time oh, no. to close things <laughs> oh, down. And no. it is time. And before we close out, what we're going to do is Elio and TJ are going to play a game called the Five Second Shuffle, where I play a song from my dozens upon dozens of songs. And it's just a way we ride off into the sunset. That being said, I am your host, the third wheel, Rick Serrano III, along with the gentleman, Elio Canella, and the legend, T. James Logan. All right. Love, peace, and wrestling. Peace out. You guys ready? Ready. All right, here Ready. we go. Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Dolph Ziggler. Ooh, I got to give that to Elio. Elio just got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good job. All right, so we got one nothing, Elio. Here goes number two. Miss. Ooh, the miss. Birth of fate. All right, here's our last one. Okay, here we go. Here comes the money. Shane McMahon. Wow. Shane McMahon, Elio Canelo with the sweep. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money,